Welcome, welcome my friend to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan and I'm coming all the way to you from sunny Australia in the Sunshine Coast. I am obviously a personal brand photographer, but I have been doing this over multiple genres for 22, 23 years now, can you believe? And I use this podcast as a vehicle to be able to share what I've learned so that I can save you the time going through the mistakes that I have gone through throughout my career. And in today's episode, what I wanted to do was cover a topic that I actually get asked quite a lot about, particularly by portrait photographers who are used to working in studios. I think the thought sometimes of going out on location can often scare photographers who are used to controlling light and controlling the scenario within their studio. So if this is you, or if you're new to personal branding photography, this episode is for you. (laughs) I'm going to share with you my top tips for on location shooting. So you ready? Let's dive in, shall we? So my first tip, and I'm sure this is probably an obvious one to most people, but that is to location scout. I cannot tell you how many photographers that I've spoken to who have never gone to the locations before the shoot day. And that just freaks me out. Even when I used to do weddings, I used to go to the reception, you know, like an hour before I was supposed to, to go and check it out if I hadn't been there before, just to make sure that, you know, I got the lay of the land and I understood where everything was and and got together a little bit of a plan for myself. But when you're location scouting for personal branding, it can be a little bit different because oftentimes you're in the driver's seat. But if your client is in the driver's seat and they've nominated the locations for you, they're not necessarily thinking about the same things that we are. They're not necessarily thinking about light. They're not probably thinking necessarily about people traffic. They're not thinking about maybe parking at certain times of the day. So you as the professional need to take into consideration all of these aspects and you need to make sure that you go to the location so that you can do your research first so you can mitigate against any disasters. (laughs) Let me tell you an example of this. I actually used to photograph weddings in Sydney Harbour or in Sydney, one wedding that we'd organised to do a photo shoot and to book their photo shoot down at the, uh, right on the harbour. So you know that view that you guys can see on the on the TV when you see the fireworks going off at New Year's? Well, this is pretty much the spot where I wanted to photograph them at was that spot, the spot where they capture all of those images. And this particular day, I'd gotten the client to to make a booking and everything and, and sort it out. But she didn't make the booking for one, even though I'd given it to her to do. And number two, there was a massive festival on that particular day, a running festival. And it meant that, yes, we could get access, but there was a lot of people running through that park and up up that way in a one-way direction or something. I can't remember what it was, but it meant that it was a no-go for us on the day. Okay, so it was very embarrassing when we drove up to the thing with, you know, the five bridal cars. So let me say to you is that going and doing your location scout And understanding seasonally and doing your research to understand what is going on in that specific spot on that day. Okay, so think about things like school holidays, think about seasonal changes, think about parking at peak hour times or the peak hour times when deliveries might be made. All of these factors can definitely impinge and impact how successful and how fluid your on location photography experience is. Ideally, you want to be trying to hit locations when there's the least amount of people traffic and the least amount of car traffic getting to that venue, right? So you need to make sure that you go and you check it out. 
Now, when you're on your location scout, you're also going to want to be taking into account the lighting. And this is something that obviously a lot of portrait photographers, as I said, can get freaked out about. But even me, I get fully freaked out if I don't understand the lighting scenarios that I'm going to be working with. And that's after 22 years of experience. Now, I'm equipped to deal with them, but I want to make sure that I understand seasonally where that light will hit. So if I'm looking at, say, a graffiti wall, is it going to be in full shade or full sun or partially at certain times of the day, at certain seasons? We all know that the weather is very different in your country from December to what the light is doing and where it's hitting at certain times of the day in June. So you need to understand this and understand the way that it shifts. Something that looked good three months ago may not necessarily look great this time of the year. <laughs> so you need to make sure that you're just checking in and doing your research. Often you can do this via online as well if you need to. Now, the second main thing that I need you to consider when you're choosing those locations is making sure that there's amenities close by. And by this, I'm talking about toilets. It's very embarrassing if you're heading to a location and there's your client needs to go to the toilet and you don't understand or you don't know, you have no idea where the nearest toilet is. So can I just say to you to always understand that? The thing about looking at toilets as well is oftentimes when we are personal brand shooters and we're on location, your client's going to want to be getting changed regularly so all the photos don't look like they were taken all in one day. So it is important for you to know where you can get them changed, okay? Now, for us, we do always have a pop-up tent as well. You've probably seen those. They're like the shower tents that you can take on uh, camping trips. I've seen some pretty nifty ones that can kind of hang around the boot as well that can easily go up and down. Those sorts of things are really handy for you to have in your kit. But also, too, it's just an extra added service for your client that makes it a much more comfortable experience for them. And ultimately, that's what we want to do is give them a good experience, too. So, right then they have a good time, they, they're comfortable and they're relaxed in their photos. You don't want to be photographing someone who's busting for the toilet or who's just had to get changed in a toilet that really stank and was disgusting. So make sure that you check out the amenities, you understand where they are and also do your research to make sure that there's somewhere that you yourself would want to go to the toilet or get changed. So obviously another thing that you need to be aware of when you are on location shooting is that you might need to factor in some wet weather contingencies. So when I'm location scouting, I'm often looking for alternatives that are close by. In case it starts to rain, I can pull my clients in there, still can keep the shoot going. And I have that as an option. It's in my pocket in case I need to divert for some reason. Where I live on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, it is quite tropical. So at the drop of a hat, we can have rain coming in quite quickly, but it usually shifts on. But you need to understand that you need to make sure that you've got options for your client Usually, if I know that it's going to be a really bad weather day, I will try and postpone the shoot and push it back to another date. But oftentimes, you know, sometimes you get those clients where you just can't change the shoot date and you need to soldier on. And so you as the professional need to have options, whether it be a weather option that's close by that's covered up, or you might even need to option being able to go back into a studio somewhere. So if you don't have a studio, you might need to have one on standby. And just as we're talking about weather, obviously when you are working on location, you need to be super highly tuned into your weather app and making sure that you're keeping an eye on what's going on. If it does look like it's going to rain, as I said, I usually will move my shoot day back. But on the shoot day, sometimes you just need to be able to pivot and change if you can see a weather system coming in 
particularly in different circumstances. We often have to deal with very windy weather, so I might need to take people into somewhere that's a little bit sheltered from that wind. Wherever you are, there might be kind of colder conditions and things like that that you have to deal with. So you just need to always be on your radar and understanding what the weather system is doing and and learn to adapt. (laughs) Now, my next tip is all around lighting. And I think what I really want to just say to you is never assume to understand the lighting scenario wherever you're going. Okay. So on the shoot day, you might find that sometimes the light is just an amazing position for you and you don't need to add any modifiers, but I think you need to be prepared in case you do. I've seen a lot of wonderfully backlit photography that could just have done with a tiny little bit of reflector to just really make that image shine. So the first thing I would say to you is always to make sure you have a reflector close by. If you haven't taken yours out for a spin lately, can I encourage you to go and have a play? They are good fun and they're just such a versatile way of bending and shaping that light to really make your photos look super spectacular and really give them that edge and give that client that lift in her eye or his eye that they need. The next thing, obviously, that you might need to consider is some off-camera kind of lighting. So in this kit scenario, I always have an Elenchrom Quadra light kit with me. It's got fantastic batteries that charge really quickly, and I can use those to light my subject or to change the atmosphere if I need to. But if you don't have the option or that sounds too expensive for you, you can always just use a hot shoe shuffle, <laughs> a hot shoe flash on the top of your camera body or off camera if you want to trigger it off camera. And then that way you can just give them that little pump that they might need if you're not used to. And particularly, I guess, if you are used to using studio flash, you might feel a lot more comfortable and confident about shooting with an additional light source rather than just relying on the natural light. Other things you might consider, we always have a scrim with us as well. So just in case we get caught out having to shoot in the middle of the day, we can diffuse the light in different ways if we need to. And also, I guess if you're in places where you've got harsh light coming in, you can pop that scrim up and you can definitely shade the light a little bit more and and make it softer if you need to on your client. So the next tip that I wanted to go through with you is really about asking permission. And by this, I mean asking permission of other businesses if you want to go into them to shoot. I think, unfortunately, there's probably a few cowboys out there who are giving a lot of us a bad name in terms of just going in and and thinking that, you know, everywhere that they can go is their stage. And I definitely don't operate by this mantra. I always ask permission before I start shooting in another person's business, be that a cafe or it might be a shop that we need to go into or it could be, you know, a restaurant or something like that. No matter where you go, you need to make sure that you just get the okay to pick up your camera and shoot there first. Now, you do need to use your own discretion with this one, guys, because I don't think that you need to ask everybody for written permission three days in advance or a week in advance, because oftentimes that can freak the business owner out because they might suspect that it's like a, a big, you know, TV crew or something coming in with lots of lights and all that kind of thing. No, 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 no. What you want to do is just either on the morning of or the day before or even just before you're going in is to ask the business, is it okay for me to just take a few shots? We won't be too much trouble. And what you want to do then is get in and get out really quickly. Okay, so you don't want to dilly-dally. You don't want to set up tricky lighting scenarios and all of that kind of thing. If you're going into someone else's business on their time with their clients in there, you need to be respectful and just get your business done really quickly. (laughs) So usually let's talk about a cafe scenario because it's an easy one to talk about. If I'm going to a cafe... I will try and sit my client wherever there isn't anybody. 
I try and go during times where I know that they're just about to close or it's in between busy periods for them. Oftentimes I will go the day before to ask them what the time is that works for them or I will have done my due diligence and researched that venue beforehand and checked it out so I can understand when is that busy period for them. But then what I'm trying to do is make sure that none of the other clients of theirs or customers are in any way adversely affected. I don't want someone sitting in the background having a cup of coffee to feel suddenly like maybe they're you know in someone else's photos. So I'm very clear to communicate with them if they think that, that that's not happening. I'll just say, hey guys, I'm taking a photo of her. Don't worry, you're not in the photo. And instantly they start to laugh and they get on with their business and they're happy. So I think it's just important to ask permission and more so to be respectful of other people's businesses and be respectful of their client experience as well as yours. Okie dokie. Now, the next point that I want to make is to try and get your clients as organized to be on the road as you can. And sometimes this is difficult because, you know, your client might come to you with multiple outfits and they've got different jewelry and different shoes and all of that kind of thing. But a lot of the time, those excesses and the choices on the road can only contribute to helping them to feel overwhelmed. And so if you can help them before you start shooting or before you leave the house or before you leave their office, wherever you're starting from, if you can help them to make the choices and be definitive so that they understand what they need for any particular scenario, then that allows them to just relax and be in the moment. And it also helps you to pre-plan and understand what you're going to be dealing with in any scenario. So let's say, let's go back to the cafe scenario and let's say you're going to a cafe you don't want them bringing everything in the shed. You know, you don't want them bringing all the different outfits. So it's very advisable to just give them one outfit and tell them to go and get changed into that. You might take their bag that's got their computer and their phone and a book if they want to read one. And then that way you simplify the process for them. By you staying organized and keeping them organized, it allows for a really efficient shoot and it stops that feeling of like, you know, craziness that can come when, when people kind of going through boots and looking for outfits and all of that sort of thing. So I really highly suggest that you bring suit bags with you. In Australia, you can go to Kmart, you can buy a packet of four suit bags, just plastic kind of like reusable or throwaway ones that you can help your clients to become organized. You put all of their stuff into the suit bag for each outfit and then that way they know exactly what they need for that. And you know that when you've left, they haven't forgotten something because you can check the outfit off with them when you, as you're putting it into the suit bag. I find that's the easiest way to keep them organized, but also it helps me with my flow on the photo shoot day because they're not coming at me with 101 questions and I will just solely focus on what I need to create for them. The last thing you really need to think about when you're on location is to bring supplies for your clients to make the experience feel comfortable for them. So what am I saying when I mean supplies? I'm just talking basics, people. I'm talking a bottle of water and a couple of snacks because you don't want your client to end up parched or bottoming out because their sugar levels have dropped. A packet of lollies, a packet of nuts, something like this in your car that can not only help them to give them a little pick-me-up, but also is handy for you in case you forgot to eat after breakfast this morning. <laughs> so, so there are obviously lots of different ways that you can supply yourself. You know, you could put deodorants and all sorts of things in as well. But I think the water and the snacks is the basics that I wouldn't do without if I was, you know, when I pack the car and I'm ready to go for a photo shoot. Now, in case you're wondering about everything that I've just discussed, 
Yes, I do drive a van. It's a proper mum minivan where I can put all of this stuff into the back of my car and it allows me to also seat my clients inside of my van as well. And if I need to, I can pop the team in the back as well. I do this so that I can keep everybody together. We mitigate getting lost, um, needing to pay for double parking or communication and things like that. I don't do it with all of my clients, but the option is there for a lot of them, especially if we're navigating you know, back streets through cities and things like that. I've been known as well when I'm shooting is to see a string of light down that narrow path or on that road and just pull up and run my client out. It tends to be the way that I shoot. And I would say that as my final tip for you is to allow there to be a little bit of flexibility and a bit of spontaneity in your shoot day. So maybe leave a little bit of extra time for those moments that just strike you and allows you to, you know, to get creative and to have a little bit of a play with what actually eventuates on the day when you're on location. So my friend, I hope that this has helped you to get a little bit more prepared for your on-location shoots. And if you're already doing on-location shoots, I hope that I've shared with you something that's a little tip that you can plug into your workflows and into your planning already to make life just a little bit easier for you, but the experience a lot better for your client. Because ultimately, that's my goal is really to help the clients to have a great experience so they'll want to return to you again and again. All right, my friends, that's it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you're enjoying listening to this, you might consider popping a little note into Instagram to send me a DM at Paula Brennan so that I can find you and I can follow you back. Thanks for listening today and I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. Bring some salt in.